0: The sky it's a bird
1: it's a plane nope no 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 superheroes here just jay and john welcome to the nerdiest podcast you'll ever hear they didn't ask us
2: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me, of course, is my co host. Win- You're not John.
1: I'm not John for sure.
2: <laughs> we have a special guest for half the show anyway. I've got my son here, Antonio.
1: Hi. Hi. Hi.
2: <laughs> He's excited to be doing this. He's going to be doing the news section with us for now, and John will be joining us a little bit later stuff with family so we're gonna be doing the news section how you doing good are you excited yes i am too the news today actually a lot of the news has to do with that paramount plus Plus. Hmm. and i i know you remember that from the super bowl yes they were climbing that mountain yeah It was like
1: i actually like some of the people on it i didn't know until they were talking about it like on the news the next day
2: all right like who? Who did you? Because I think
1: one of the people was—I don't—I'm not sure, sure, but I think one of the people who's, who works with the news might have been there. I don't know.
2: Yeah, she was. Yeah, there were some people from CBS. I—I'm a little confused myself, to be honest, because
1: I thought I didn't ever know CBS was part of Paramount.
2: Right, I didn't either, and there were also some characters from Nickelodeon as well, like Dora the Explorer and and then some of the news that we're going to talk about today actually involves some Nickelodeon characters. Oh. Yeah, actually majority of our news has to do with this Paramount Plus. Yeah. It's yeah. very interesting. But to kick things off, let's go ahead and start with the kids stuff. So first up, Avatar Studios. So they are about to create the Last Airbender universe. interesting yep Nickelodeon has launched Avatar Studios a new division run by Michael D. Martino and Brian I'm gonna butcher his last name but it's Konitzko they're the original creators of Avatar The Last Airbender right So they're going to create an expanded universe of series and movies with their first project being an animated theatrical feature that will begin production this year.
1: I like that. Yeah? This year.
2: I know you liked the show.
1: Yes. It was really good.
2: Yeah. Next up, Obtuse Rubber goose, goose. Obtuse Rubber Goose Green Moose Guava Juice, Giant Snake Birthday Cake, Large Fries Chocolate Snake, The Fairly Parents. Oh. Was that over your head? No. Well, some live action series based on The Fairly Odd Parents and Dora the Explorer are in the works for Paramount Plus. Okay. So, see, there's some more Nickelodeon characters that are kind of getting their own stuff on Paramount. Yeah. Whatever that means.
1: It's kind of just like a sound I do.
2: I know you're a fan of Halo. Yes. You've played it?
1: A little.
2: A little, yeah. You still haven't finished it.
1: No, but I. you say, okay, I know I've played a lot of, like, the online stuff, but, like, there's a few days where I would, like, I think a couple weeks straight, I would just play two hours of Halo. And, I, I mean, like, you think I haven't gotten far, but I think I've gotten far. Mm. I mean, I know you've gotten farther than me in the game, but it's fun.
2: Well, how about a live-action Halo? Like a movie
1: or a show? A
2: TV series. I don't know. Well, it's moving from Showtime to Paramount Plus, and is going to premiere in the first quarter of 2022. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it, but you don't think so? I probably will.
2: I mean, you love Halo. Yeah, I do. And they'll—I I got a feeling they'll probably keep it for the kids. Well, yeah, the games—the games certainly are. Yeah. I mean, sure, there's.
1: One game. Guns and... There's one game rated M.
2: Oh, really? I think. Which one?
1: I don't know. Oh. But that I know because the Master Chief Collection, it's rated M. Oh. Interesting. Like the whole collection. If I'm correct. I might be wrong, but I believe it's rated M.
2: Well, I'll have to check that out.
1: I think it's just one game.
2: The Master Chief Collection?
1: Yeah. I'm not sure. I think so.
2: Well, one more bit of news for the Paramount Plus... New paranormal activity and pet cemetery movies are in the works at Paramount Plus. I know you're totally going to be watching that. Yep. Paranormal activity will be a sequel, while pet cemetery will be a prequel origin story to the Stephen King classic, which your mother and I watched the newest pet cemetery. It was not very good, but a prequel movie might be interesting.
1: Might be what it needs.
2: Might be, yeah. But it was it was a very interesting story. Now, the paranormal activity, honestly, after, like, the second one, I kind of lost interest. It just kind of got I ridiculous even, after that.
1: I don't even know what that is. Yeah.
2: Probably for the best.
1: Of aliens?
2: Yep. Cool. No.
1: Oh, I mean.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's, like, it's paranormal, so it's all the, like, ghosts and stuff.
1: Oh. I, I mean the scariest thing we've
2: watched so far is stranger things
1: yeah is it like psych like where no. the, that one episode where the it's like they did the, the she is upside down and her, she crawls like oh is it like that or what is that movie? that was
2: from the ring yeah hmm.
1: I, I just wondered if it was like that
2: no no this was before your time but this was in prime of my time rugrats
1: Okay, I've seen like some of it.
2: Okay. Not looking back, watching, rewatching old episodes. It wasn't the best show, but
1: even I don't like it. For
2: the time, it was hilarious. But they are creating a new Rugrats series that will also be coming to Paramount Plus.
1: Which, do you think we'll even get it?
2: What, Paramount Plus? Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
1: if there's good stuff on there, maybe. I
2: guess, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't want to spend any more money on right. more streaming services. We're on. We just got that HBO Max, too.
1: Oh, we got it, like, per. I thought we only had it for, like, a month.
2: Well, that was the plan, but I forgot to cancel it, so.
1: We have it another month?
2: <laughs> we got it for at least a while.
1: We might as well start watching Batman the Animated series. That's true. I have never seen it
2: That is one very good positive to it So do you want more Paramount Plus news? <laughs> I
1: mean, I mean, I guess so Because
2: that's all we got oh, wow. Is I promise this is the last bit of Paramount Plus news Now Paramount Plus Okay, so you know Or you may not know this, Antonio But HBO Max You can get HBO Max And you can watch some new movie releases Right Same day
1: Right, like it's instead of going to the movie theater, right, yeah,
2: okay, Paramount plus is gonna do the same thing, okay, now, their movies that are gonna come out this year are a quiet place part two, which
1: I've heard that's gonna be
2: a quiet place the fir- the first one is amazing. It's really, really good.
1: I've seen like the monsters that are in it. Oh
2: man, it's creepy. They look
1: like naked monkeys.
2: Aren't aren't monkeys naked anyway?
1: I mean, I guess so, but they're <laughs> they're just bigger and taller. Oh, and they don't. And hairless. have
2: hairless. Yeah, they don't have eyes. Yeah, but kind of, it was a good movie.
1: They don't even have ears though.
2: No, their head is one big ear. Oh. Yeah, they like see sound. Why
1: does it look like an ear? I mean,
2: it's kind of like it's kind of, kind of like the sense. Demogorgon on stranger things like its its mouth opens up yeah so it's like kind of the same thing it's like it's big ear yeah yeah but another movie that's going to be coming out from there is mission impossible 7
1: i haven't i've only watched the first one
2: you haven't even watched the first one the only one you watched with me was fallout i think
1: yeah because he jumps out of the plane except doesn't Uh, do that in every yeah (laughs) he
2: does something crazy in each one
1: Yeah, he was in the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that.
2: Yeah. Paw Patrol, the movie.
1: Charles, I like that. I know,
2: you're pumped about that. (laughs)
1: Totally. Because
2: who was it that wanted Paw Patrol toys for Christmas?
1: Charles. No. I didn't want them. I asked them because the cars look cool. (laughs) The cars were cool. I don't care about any of the characters or anything. Uh I just like the cars because Uh it's cool. It's neat. (laughs) <laughs> they have flying cars. Uh,
2: yeah, that is cool.
1: I mean, I I don't I don't see any flying cars anywhere else.
2: Well, Paramount Picture titles will debut on Paramount Plus streaming service forty-five days after their theatrical release dates.
1: It's forty-five.
2: It's a very specific number.
1: I don't know the theater. It's well, or you can just too. wait.
2: That's true. That's an excellent point. Or you can just wait a little over a. M- I mean, that's basically a month and a half. A month and a half, and Paramount Plus will have those.
1: Well, HBO Max is better. i getting them, I guess.
2: Uh, I'm not going to say who's better and who's worse.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. Both are probably going to be good, but HBO Max, apparently they're going to have them the day it comes out.
2: Well, they got all the DC stuff, too.
1: HBO Max? Paramount? Which one? HBO Max. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's why they
2: Alright, now this is another one that you have, probably have no interest in, but Survivors Take All in the first teaser for Zack Snyder's new zombie movie, Army of the Dead, coming May 21st to Netflix. This is interesting, because he did the remake to Dawn of the Dead.
1: No clue what that is.
2: And it was a pretty good movie, so I'm interested to see what they do with this one.
1: Wow, I'm so excited.
2: <laughs> I can see it all over your face. I
1: know. I'm so excited. I can't even talk.
2: Now, I know this you will be excited for the Disney Plus series in the release dates. First off, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: Right. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Cause
2: okay. It's just- March 19th. This year? Uh huh.
1: Oh, yeah. That's really soon. Oh, it's
2: only 19 days away from right now.
1: Today's.
2: It's 28th. Tomorrow's March 1st. Oh, it is? Yeah. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Not really pumped about this one.
1: I would not. I'm not aware of Mighty Ducks. Well, like, I've seen. Have you not seen Mighty Ducks? I started to watch it, but I got bored with it.
2: Yeah, it's not the best movie.
1: Isn't there a show, too?
2: There was a. There was a strange animated series that they made, and it was like.
1: They're all superheroes?
2: Yeah, but they're like literal ducks.
1: Yeah. Like yeah.
2: humanoid ducks. <laughs> and But they are they wear like hockey stuff.
1: I didn't, I had it, I didn't have an interest for it. Yeah, it was weird.
2: The Bad Batch. May the 4th be with you is when that comes out.
1: Oh, cheesy. May the 4th be with you. Well, it's perfect. I know it's perfect, but it's also cheesy. <laughs> like, who came up with that? lucasfilm probably
2: yeah. Uh, yeah it was a marketing ploy for sure
1: get everyone to watch star wars
2: now this one i know you're excited about high school musical they've got their series coming out
1: wow really yeah. excited
2: yeah may 14th
1: yay so <laughs> excited loki yes that's i'm actually excited about that okay
2: the loki series comes out june 11th uh, kind of. be here before you- monsters at work pixar's first animated monsters series Oak. about monsters inc
1: Ooh, I, yeah because they kind of just left you hanging when july
2: happened. 2nd is the when second. that comes out
1: okay i'll probably watch some of that
2: Yep. now this one i'm a little uh, i'm not really sure what's going to happen it's called, It's a series based on the show, or movie, that I know you haven't seen, Turner and Hooch. It's so about a, a
1: guy, a boy and his dog.
2: It's a guy and his dog. He's like a, a cop, I think. Huh. I can't, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. But he is, there's a series coming out July 16th for that. And then there's some new Alvin, or uh, not Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chippendale. There's a new series with them coming out. July twenty third.
1: The two chipmunks.
2: The funny chipmunks, the ones yeah.
1: With the red nose. Yeah. it looks like Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. I just think Rudolph the red nose chipmunk. That's it. Yep. Yeah. should make a song about it.
2: Rudolph the red nose chipmunk.
1: It should be Dale the ru- ru- red. I don't know.
2: Dale, da- I can't remember which one is Chip and which one is Dale.
1: Maybe Chip was red because some chips are red.
2: Chips are red?
1: Yeah, like uh-huh. anything with red spice on it, oh. chips are covered in red.
2: Okay, I honestly, I think Chip is the one with the black nose, and Dale is the one with the red nose.
1: Dale's kind of... If
2: only we had something that would search this for us.
1: I know, something that maybe Google, or uh, something called Safari, like a Safari, or Siri.
2: I'd rather debate about it.
1: I don't get it. What do you mean? I don't get it. I'd rather debate about it.
2: Yeah, I'd rather debate about it.
1: About what?
2: What we're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Debate, debate,
2: debate. Debate. Yeah. You love to argue.
1: Oh, yeah. Argue. You should have just said that. I mean, I understand argue. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Well, guess what? What? That's it for the news.
1: I like being on the show.
2: Psych. There's, one, there's some more news. It's video game news, actually.
1: Yay! And
2: it's Pokemon news.
1: Ooh. Oh, yeah. Did you ever look up that acre Pokemon Acres thing? Okay, hold on. Okay, sorry.
2: Okay. So the first... Uh-oh. So the first thing that's coming out from Pokemon is Pokemon is remaking, redoing, re-improving... The Pokemon Pearl and Pokemon Diamond.
1: I forgot what they call it. It's like Pokemon Pokemon Shiny <laughs> Shiny Diamond it's or like, Yeah, it's like shiny Exquisite Pearl.
2: Polished pearl and shiny diamond or yeah. something like that.
1: Actually and then yeah. So that's I might get it. a little
2: bit. Which comes from the Sinnoh region is what I wanna say.
1: Well, Sinnoh maybe Sinnoh region. Isn't it? Because Sinnoh? Sinnoh Region had like if I'm correct, had Pip Up and all those things. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I don't know. Cinna Region.
2: I'm not very familiar with all that. I
1: never watched Cinna Region one. Here's
2: the one I'm more excited about. So, you know that. what Now, what's the. I can't remember his name. What's the Pokemon that's like the Pokemon God? Mewtwo? No. Mew? No. He's, like, white, and he has, like, the gold halo thing around his waist. He's got four legs.
1: Oh, yes. Art. Art, it's, yeah. It
2: starts with an A.
1: Arkes? Arcane. Arcane? Yeah. No, Arcane. Arcane? Maybe it's Arcane, because, like you said, Arcane, I thought of grouthy and what it evolves into, Arcanine. Right? Is it Arcane? <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes make sense to me.
2: Well... I had it on Facebook.
1: Do you want me to go check it? No. Because I have my, my Switch news that it tells you all about new Switch stuff.
2: Okay, here we go. I'll just read it verbatim. So here's the Pokemon news that we have this week, Antonio.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
2: Sinnoh Remakes Confirmed. Experience the nostalgic story from Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl in a new adventure pokemon brilliant diamond and pokemon shining pearl See, arrive on the nintendo switch in late 2021
1: i was really close at the shining you Pearl. you
2: were really close I said
1: shiny pearl but there's really no difference
2: all right now here's the newest one and this is the one that i'm most excited about pokemon legends arceus a familiar region, a new story. It's the same Sinnoh region, okay, it's, but think, it's a prequel from a long time ago.
1: I think Arceus, hmm. that that, like, the... Girl.
2: He's, like, considered the Pokemon god. Yeah. He, okay. like, created all Pokemon or something like that.
1: But Mew is basically, ha- he's the, like... Mew has every DNA strand so I thought Mew was the best but I think he can like time travel or something
2: I don't know but I
1: believe that was one of his powers
2: this is why it's so exciting why it's basically pokemon breath of the wild
1: so like you can it's an open world
2: it's an open world oh
1: that's nice you can go anywhere that's nice well the okay so I always every new pokemon game because I'm like, does it have this? Because in the shows, whenever the person says, use this move, to, to, it actually looks cool. But when you play the game and you use the move, it's super boring. So will this game, will it look like the show, like in the moves?
2: That's an excellent question.
1: Because like when they use Brave Bird in Pokemon, I think it's pretty, it looks really boring. But in the show, the bird flies up in there and spirals and turns into a ball of it's like a light and shoots at the thing. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered that. I've always wanted a game like that. I don't know I like the detail.
2: I don't know. I don't have an answer for you, but I do know that the last little bit of Pokemon news is they are remaking Popey. Poppy. <laughs> they are remaking <laughs> Pokemon Snap, which yes, was like an N64 game where you were a Pokemon.
1: Photographer, photographer,
2: and you would go around the world and take pictures of all the Pokemon. See,
1: I thought they already had re released it on the Switch.
2: No, they're re they are remaking it and like making it more of an open world kind of thing,
1: huh? Yeah, is don't are you gonna psych me again? It's
2: like, I really am done now. (laughs) You
1: got a smile on your face.
2: I know this was fun,
1: yes, it was. I'm I'm glad you got to
2: join me for this, Yes, yes i'll see you around i'll see you at dinner
1: waiting for dinner
2: well ladies and gentlemen we are back and this time we've got john mueller it me you can't tell because this is audio but i waved he is he's waving very big for you guys (laughs) he's so happy to be back it's me so happy to be here so john since we last recorded there has been two episodes of wandavision that has come out it's true uh, do you want to cover those Or should we just do one? First off I guess a better question would be Do we know for sure how many episodes There are going to be of WandaVision One more For sure we know that That's all that is scheduled Okay so next Friday the- Is the last episode of WandaVision To my
0: knowledge March 5th is the season finale For season one And presumably I would think the only season. I would think so, yeah. So it's it's more of a mini series and less of a true tele like a multi season
2: show in that sense. Right. Okay. Well, this is what I think we should do. I'm gonna throw this out there, you tell me what you think. Okay. I think we should review episode seven of WandaVision and then leave episode 8 and 9 to be reviewed together or we do 7 and 8 and then after episode 9 we do a live broadcast on Facebook and review
0: the last episode i th- i think doing 7 and 8 together is better because then we could review 9 and the season as a whole. Okay. So it would it would be working out the logistics of Facebook Live. I imagine it would function similarly to what I do, doing like screen capture and things like that. So it would just be uh, working the kinks out.
2: Okay. Yeah, because I would really like for us to try to do that if we can, to do some sort of... Even if it was just... We released an extra episode just reviewing this season as a whole for WandaVision. I think that would be fun.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm Okay. I'm, I think I'm in. Sweet. Gives me more time to figure out what was wrong with my microphone.
2: Well, so, my goodness, episodes seven and eight of WandaVision. Man, that was something. It was. They've definitely
0: been building throughout the Spoilers, entirety of the, the season. Way. I'm sorry? I just said spoilers by the way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we we are somewhat famous for being very spoiler filled. So Of course. That's definitely a good if you're encountering us for the first time, it's a good like, hey, you should know this
2: going in. Yeah, we, we have built this podcast with the assumption that our listeners have already watched or read or listened to whatever it is that we are reviewing.
0: And I, I mean, I think that's better that it's a lot more fun, I feel like, to not dance around like, uh, these are things that could have happened, I don't know. So it's, <laughs> as a, as a content standpoint, I feel like it's better to be spoiler filled. So from that vein, seven and eight were good and they were important, but they were also kind of disappointing.
2: A little bit. Yeah. I mean it was it was definitely building episodes that are definitely building up to the series finale, season mm-hmm. finale.
0: I do think you could probably call it series finale. I don't see how there could be a season 2 from this. Yeah. I've never seen how there could be a season 2 from this to be honest with you because the going into the to the show it's been said that WandaVision is a direct lead-in to Doctor Strange and i don't see how you come back from that point so potentially another show maybe like a loki you could do a season two or like falcon and winter soldier you could make that kind of gritty political thriller drama have as many seasons as you want it to realistically but wandavision i think has always had a shelf life
2: yeah definitely i agree well let's go ahead and just talk about just some of the major reveals from at least episode seven First off, what we saw at the end of Season 6 is the Hex got expanded and sucked in a whole bunch of people from SWORD and their little camp that they had set up. And uh, they were all turned into circus folks, and uh, which was entertaining and fun to see, especially Darcy being... We find out that she's like somebody who helps with the... She's like a magician or something. She's an escape artist. Escape artist. That's right. So she's all all locked up in chains and everything, which is comical. But so Vision shows up. He also got put back together once the hex was expanded. And he wakes up and is kind of like everybody else is kind of like, what the heck just happened? (laughs) And finds Darcy. And so Darcy, he wakes her up and then for the next like really half of the episode she's basically just filling in everything that vision is missing because there's pieces of his memory that are just completely gone and so she's basically just rebuilding it for him on what has transpired since he passed away really from the moment he passed away because he he didn't even remember that i would say even from the
0: from his inception because he has said earlier in the season he has no memories before Westview.
1: So oh, she's filling right. him
0: in on what Ultron was and who Ultron was and why Vision came to be mm-hmm. and the things from there up until the snap at the end of Infinity War.
2: Right. So that was the first major reveal. Second major reveal is our lovely. Her name escapes me. Agnes. No, not. Agnes? No, not Agnes. Catherine. Yeah. Yeah. When she goes through the hex. Oh, Monica. Yeah. Monica. What's her last name? Ra- Rambo. That's right. Monica Rambo. She pushes through the hex and she gets powers. She does. Sure enough.
0: I think we called it. <laughs> I feel like it was just one of those assumptions given who her character is and the, the, the Necessity of creating more characters for Captain Marvel 2.
2: Yeah. So we don't... We don't really understand what her power set is. We know that she can almost see... Like, her eyes... She can almost see, like... Power? She sees, Maybe? She sees or the energy. Energy. Yeah. She has a power list
0: in, like... in In the comics, she has things that she can do. But until it's defined in the MCU... I feel like it's just kind of pointless to guess what she might or might not be able to do because it's probably going to overlap a lot, but it's almost certainly going to be a little bit different.
2: Yeah. Anyway, she comes in. She's got powers. Mm-hmm. She confronts Wanda straight up. Wanda is losing control of her powers. Things are starting to fall apart. The houses, house, the people, the TV, everything's kind of flip flopping back and forth going back and forth between all the different TV shows that she's copied, which was fun to watch.
0: It was kind of trippy to watch too because like you at least for me I kept trying to guess or remember which era or which show that specific piece was from and I could not keep track of it
2: yeah yeah. so so that was pretty much. All the reveals except for the very end. In the very end, we find out that it was Agatha all along.
0: (laughs) So I thought her reveal was handled very well, Mm -hmm. but it's been such an assumption since since before the show started, it was fairly underwhelming. A little bit, yeah. Plus, I also personally don't have that knowledge of Agatha as a comic book character, so I'm unfamiliar with her. And if that was the big reveal, I wish there had been more context. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm also somewhat unfamiliar with Scarlet Witch, but I know enough about her to, like, piece together the things she can do and can't do and various things about her. But Agatha, to me, is a total unknown.
2: Agatha, if you look in the comics, Agatha is the one who basically teaches and trains Scarlet Witch. Oh, that's convenient. And of course, in the comics, though, she is more of a witch than she is in the MCU right now. But it kind of stops there. She doesn't have her powers in this basement that she's been brought to. And then she gets knocked out. And that's where it ends. But yeah, I think one of the. Another big reveal, for me anyway, was the Quicksilver that showed up at the door essentially really was Quicksilver from a different universe, but Agatha was basically puppeteering her, his thoughts and what he said and things like that. So I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah. The, the little montage they had of her behind the scenes kind of accentuated the, the TV show aspect of it. I thought that part of it was cool. Yeah. But yeah, she's definitely been the one. I don't even know, like, and this kind of bleeds in a little bit to episode eight, but like bleeding into, like, who is who is the villain of this show in the truest sense? Because I don't get the vibe yet that Agatha is doing anything, like, truly villainous. I think she's doing it because she wants to understand.
2: Yeah, because what we get... That's a great segue into the next episode, because episode eight is them exploring. Agatha wants to know, she's like, "How did you become so powerful? How are you the most powerful witch?" And of course, Wanda is like, "I'm not a witch." Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. <laughs> I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. Oh, she's a witch. <laughs> she looks like one. That's rude. Okay, we did do the nose and the hat. But she's a witch. Me she wants to know. She's like, how did you how would you become this how did you become this powerful? So what do they do? Agatha kind of sets it up for her to explore her past and is like basically trying to push her to the moment that she created the hex so that she can see like how, who trained you? How did you become this powerful? Well, then she finds out that what basically what happens is is this infinity stone awakens this power that she already had within her and which is actually kind of what a lot of people had already said that it wasn't so much that the it wasn't so much that the infinity stone created the powers as much as it was that the infinity stone just unlocked them or kind of accentuated them yeah, cuz that's what a lot of people have said like technically she could be a mutant but it she needed that little extra kick to awaken awaken the mutant gene. So, which is essentially what happened. So, that that was that was cool to see that. But but the ap- the episode ends and Agatha is like you are the most powerful creature on this planet you are known as the scarlet witch yeah she
0: hits her she hits her with the two buzz phrases right she goes this is chaos magic which is kind of like the vague description everyone always uses to describe scarlet witch because it's always like we don't really understand it's just kind of like there yeah and then she goes you're the scarlet witch which is kind of that like honestly that was more emotionally satisfying for me as a viewer than the Agatha reveal was
2: yeah it's like okay she finally has her name Even... it kind of reminds me of that scene from Family Guy when Peter is sitting in the theater and he's like I get more This is I get more excited about this than when they say the name of the title of the movie in the movie honestly <laughs> that's so kind of what I was like for them to say Scarlet Witch they're like hey hey, hey they said it they said it. But yeah, she has the ability to create life out of nothing. Apparently. Allegedly. Allegedly. And honestly, the, the
0: mid credit scene for episode 8 is the most ominous one we've had so far. Right. Because it goes back to director What's-His-Face, who I think is truly the villain of the show. I don't think it's Agatha. I think... It's the sword director, and he has created a new vision. Yes. Powered by the drone from an earlier episode. So he has used Wanda's powers to create his own vision that presumably will only answer to him. And he has already shown himself to have suspect judgment.
2: Yes. Very interesting but it was cool to see vision step out like that because there is a comic version of him where he wears white so to see him in that was pretty cool isn't he actually in that in that
0: costume or that character isn't that actually just called white vision maybe i'm not even sure I mean, I feel like it's gonna be from an era when when character creation was not the most original thing.
2: <laughs> what do we what do we call it? It's Vision, and it's, he's white. We'll call him White Vision. So it was probably the '90s then. Yeah, because that was also the time that we got Scarlet Spider. Spider, and he wears. What red. do we call? What do we call this Spider Man? Well, he's wearing kind of a scarlet color. Okay, Scarlet Spider. Cool. You just picture an editor somewhere is just
0: face palming like I can't believe we got nothing better
2: that's when they were struggling they were just kind of pulling things out of air just like hey let's see if this works i mean it worked enough i'll say that i guess so but yeah so last episode coming up soon this coming friday i'm very sad to see it end this had better be a longer episode
0: for all of the stuff that still has to happen right because at the end of episode seven after we've established, Monica has these powers and she stands up to Wanda. She gets bashed in the head by fake Quicksilver. And then she's not in episode 8 at all. So her storyline still has to be resolved. The sword, White Vision storyline has to exist. Like, it, it's not just it has to be resolved. It has to have the whole arc Still beginning. the beginning, climax, and end of that storyline has yet to happen. And eventually it is going to lead into Doctor Strange. So oh, I'm still? there's going to be some type of cameo, and I don't know I don't think it's Cumberbatch. But I think it's going to be someone.
2: Well, I am very intrigued to see what happens. I I'm like you, I'm thinking it's got to be at least an hour long next episode. Cause now it's probably going to hit the ground running like from the very beginning. I think it has just going to be like, boom, hit you in the face full force. But I don't know. I'm interested to see what, I think it was also interesting to see Wanda go to Westview before it was her version of Westview. And it's just kind of this sad little place. Like there's nothing happening. Everybody looks depressed. Like
0: Yeah, well, I think the the timing of it has something to do with that, too. So, she has a deed to property in Westview where she and Vision were going to live. And that deed had to have happened pre-Snap because Vision had it. Obviously, Vision hasn't done a lot in the last five years in MCU time. So, when Wanda comes back, then not only does she have to fight the climactic end battle of, of Endgame... But she also has to try and pick up the pieces of her life after that. Which is really right. where the show... Not starts, because it starts a little bit after that. But she goes to that house. And the house is not... A, it's, a, it's a lot. There's not even a house on it. So in her moment of intense grief, similar to Age of Ultron, where when Pietro died, she felt it. And she just eliminated all of the Ultron bots close to her because it was just that wave of energy. And it's that same situation except magnified because that wave of energy created the house and it created the Hex and it controlled these people. So you see that that moment of what created where the show starts. And it's just... she honestly jay i tell you what she could have used a very very good therapist like she has a lot to unpack she does she does she's that uh, do you do you have that book the the picture book with a dinosaur on it where it says all my friends are dead yes i do yeah that's wanda
2: yeah yep so her family her brother her robotic boyfriend they all gone they all gone hmm yeah yeah it's. I have a question for you. Okay. And we'll end the Wanda-Vision discussion on this. If Vision had still been around after Thanos had snapped, would Vision, like, would he have even had the threat of disappearing? Or would he still be around because he's not really a living thing? Are you asking in the sense of,
0: if they had been able to successfully take the stone out and he would live... Yes. Li- ...live, in quotation yes. marks, would he have been eligible to be snapped? Yes. I don't think so. I don't think so either. You don't hear anything about half the microwaves on the planet being snapped? <laughs> That's terrible that you just compared Vision to a microwave. <laughs> from a from a comparison standpoint, they are both machines. You're You're right, yeah. So he might have a very advanced AI that has personality and it has the beginnings of emotion. Like he, he was walking his way there. Yeah. But in terms of
2: living thing, I don't know that, I don't know that he would qualify. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think so either. I just wanted to know what your take was. Well, moving on from the Marvel universe, let's jump into the DC universe because we are going to be reviewing today Superman Red Sun, the animated movie which came out just last year, and the graphic novel which came out way before that. I can't remember the actual year that that came out. I'm looking it up. Publication date 2003. Okay. Yep. And uh, so we're going to be reviewing those and doing the comparison thing, seeing which one was better or worse, or do they each have hold their own? We shall find out on the next episode. No, please stand by. I saw a meme the other day and it said, I found out who the real villain is of WandaVision. And it was that screenshot of please stand by that happens at the end of each episode. (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yes, that's exactly right. So, John, should we start with... Well, I think last time we did this, which we did this with Hush, Batman Hush. Did we compare the two? Is that pretty much all we did? I think we did a brief story overview
0: and then kind of compared the two.
2: Okay. So story overview is... This takes place in a universe where Superman lands in Soviet Union Russia instead of Kansas. Boom, there you go. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. And then it
0: kind of if you're if you're familiar with really any of the alternate Superman timelines, like when he takes over the planet, he just kind of becomes a dictator.
2: Yeah, he But it's, he originally... it's very gradual. And honestly, I don't know about you, I felt bad for him. Well, typically, it was... And, and this one, I think, was more justified than any of the others, in my opinion. But typically, it's for a good reason, but it just gets out of hand. Kind of goes back to that thing that we've said many a time on this podcast. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Yeah. So it's
0: he. He definitely starts with with the best of intentions and then at the at the end of it he realizes like what have i done yeah i i started off with these noble goals
2: and he did not end with those same noble goals because it even starts out and i like the way that this movie started out cuz it starts out with the russian clark kent which actually Off the top of my head, I can't even remember his Russian name. But it really doesn't matter, because he doesn't go by his Russian name. He goes by Superman. Like, he wants to be known as Superman. I don't think, in the book, I don't think he got a Russian name. I think
0: he had one in the movie, but even then, it was very
2: briefly. Yeah, it was just right there at the beginning uh, But I like the way this one starts out, the movie does, because in the movie, he's running away from some bullies, and this girl, who's basically the Russian version of Lana Lang, is running behind him, is like, hey, leave him alone, guys, leave him alone. Well, he, Clark, runs away really fast, and the boys walk away, and she's like, you need to start standing up for yourself. And he says, the reason why I run away is not because I'm scared of them. It's because I'm scared that I'm going to hurt them. I'm scared of what I will do to them. And so it was, I liked that because it just kind of shows how he really does have like this compassionate side to him. It's just, he got, like we said, it got out of hand. It just reached this point where he was like starting to agree with the, People that were talking to him saying, hey, you, need, you don't need to let this person get too strong, you know, and then he would be corrupted and would end up killing the person or or not killing them, but um, reprogramming them. I
0: was trying to think if there were a different word, but that's absolutely the best. Like they have like they're, they're his political enemies. And he, instead of killing them, like Jay said, he like puts a tiny computer and mounts it to their temple. And it just controls them.
2: Yeah. And that mess
0: is terrifying.
2: Yeah. Like at that point, you're kind of thinking death may have been a better option. Well, real quick with the movie, let's name some of the voice actors. The one that was most, not surprising, but I, I guess most, I was most excited. Unexpected. unexpected, yeah. Jason Isaacs who plays Lucius Malvoy in the Harry Potter series, or I can't remember his character's name in The Patriot. Colonel... Yes. He was the voice of Superman. Amy Acker was the voice of Lois Lane. Diedrich Batter? Is that how you say I got nothing. I don't know. Well, he played Lex Luthor. Vanessa Marshall was Wonder Woman. Phil Morris, who ironically was... Martian Manhunter in Smallville, he played James Olsen. Paul Williams was the voice of Brainiac, and so on and so forth. Oh, Phil Lamar was John Stewart. Which was, we? I mean, we can get into that in a second. I thought that was a nice little touch. It was. I liked that. A nice little nod. But yeah, it's actually, it's been a hot second since I've read the graphic novel. I actually let John borrow it it's a long true. time ago. It's so. true. I've read it <laughs> at least twice
0: once finishing up earlier today to freshen up for recording. So I am bright eyed and I have it decently still fresh.
2: Okay, good. So you'll be able to fact check some stuff. Yes. Because there's there's a few things I've forgotten. Where to begin? As a
0: review of the movie or as a comparison of book to movie?
2: I feel like we should just do comparison of book to movie. Okay. Because oh. they were actually surprisingly they were very similar for the most part i think if you
0: exclusively watched the movie you would have a good enough grasp on the book that you could understand it but there are a lot of things with any adaptation that got taken out so like the whole character of uh i don't know that i've ever known his last name roslov In the book, he is one of Stalin's illegitimate children who becomes to be the head of the KGB, but he's not satisfied with that because Superman has come out of nowhere to take the role he felt he was destined for. And one of the things he does is he murders these two anti-Superman dissidents, but he leaves their son alive. Their son then grows up to be the Red Son Batman and... In the movie, the Red Sun Batman, is a survivor of a gulag Right. that Superman finds, and it really like opens his eyes up. It was a big character moment for him in the movie, because he was like, wait, you mean things aren't perfect? I was like, no, yeah, he,
2: no, bud, they're not. Yeah, he had just received, uh, which I liked the conversation between he and Lois Lane on top of the Daily Planet, because in... Like in the graphic novel, novel, there was a satellite that was falling towards Metropolis, and he was able to stop the satellite before it crashed and threw it into the ocean instead so that it didn't hit the city. And so he did a quick interview with Lois Lane, if you can call that. It really wasn't an interview. And she gave him some information on a file that opened his eyes about some of the bad things that his country was doing because in his eyes naturally he saw the u.s as the enemy your government is oppressing you and all this other stuff and she's like don't don't be too quick to point the finger like you need to look at your own country too there's some things that are going on that they haven't told you about and then this was one of those yeah like john said character building moment and his childhood friend happened to be there too
0: and then the, the childhood friend died. And she did. He got her up to the surface and she saw the sun
2: and For that the last was it. Time. And
0: again, a big difference in the book, she doesn't. She's never in right. a she's never in a gulag. He finds her almost coincidentally when they it was at Stalin's funeral, mm-hmm. which that was another difference that I was very surprised by. In the book Pyotr Brozlov has alluded to having Stalin poisoned and in the movie, once Superman finds this gulag, he goes back and he confronts Stalin and he heat visions him, obliterates him. Right through him. the chest. Yeah. There might be some shoes left, but other than that, I don't know. And I thought that was a very telling difference. Because the the book takes place over a series of decades and the movie is much more faster pace
2: yes it is it only takes place basically through like the 70s and 80s i want to say i think so yeah because they do a few time jumps and they'll give the year but yeah i thought that was interesting because that just kind of showed i don't know it kind of in the in the way that the movie did it it kind of showed superman's thought process as very flawed i thought because because in, in let me know if you can understand what direction I'm going with this but in the in the comic he still like when Stalin dies he still kind of has that a little bit of respect for Stalin and still kind of looks at his original plan and was like no he still had a good plan which is why he still stayed in with Russia right but in the movie for him to reach that point where he was like stalin is wrong and for him to kill stalin it seems like a logical person would have said okay if stalin was wrong and that must mean that his ideals were wrong to the point where you want to kill him it seems like a logical person would then leave russia And would be like, okay, they must have the wrong idea on things. Or do you think he had just been so brainwashed to the point that he thought, this is the only way? I I think, for the sake
0: of argument, there's a third option. Oh, okay. And the third option is, they did it wrong, but I'll do it better. Oh, okay, yeah. Alright. So, in that sense, because it was the only way that he knew... It was the only place that he knew. He couldn't really defect. I mean, he could have. He could have done whatever he wanted to. He's Superman. But he was like, no, there's a power vacuum. I'm the most powerful entity on the planet. I can do it better. So he starts off very idealistic, but he just kind of descends into that same heavy-fisted dictator that he
2: ultimately laser-visioned. Yeah. Hmm okay okay yeah i can see that now was the green lanterns they weren't involved in the comic were they essentially they were... the same way oh, okay they
0: I couldn't remember early so in the like the 30s or 40s or whatever they had found the crashed green lantern ship and they had never done anything with it and then lex Luthor, who is the smartest person on the planet apparently said it took him like like eighteen years to break the twenty-four word passcode to unlock the Green Lantern, which is the Green Lantern Oath, and by that time they had Hal and Hal became the Green Lantern and he tried to fight Superman and lost. So when I when I said earlier it was a nice gesture to have Jon Stewart and I think they had Guy Gardner as well. It was because those characters were not in the book. It was exclusive, like, Hal was the only Green Lantern in the book. So it was a, a nice shout-out to have not only the characters, but also the voices. It was still the same voice of Jon Stewart we've always known. From the Justice League
2: animated series. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought the costumes were super cool. Like, they
2: were. I, I actually really like Superman's costume. His, his, I feel like, was,
0: his is very limiting in the sense of, like, there's a, a template for a Superman costume. Like you have a monochromatic suit. With a chest logo and a cape. And you can play around with it a little bit. There are other ones that are really cool. The Godfall suit is incredible. Yeah. But the the way that they adapted the Batman suit. In particular I thought was really cool. And making Green Lantern actually more. Like not in the Green Lantern suit. But in like an aviator suit with the ring. I thought that was very interesting. Yes. Because before I before I read uh, Red Sun, my only exposure to it was through Injustice, where the Red Sun suits are available as costumes for the base
2: characters. I like his costume because... I like Superman's costume in this one because it looked like a general's outfit. He had like the... The soldier's the, uniform. Yeah, the soldier's uniform. So I, I, I enjoyed that. I like that Wonder Woman's pretty basic really wasn't much different of course she comes back later she gets in that scene where of course fast forward so I guess we should set up a little bit of story so for those who haven't read it or or haven't seen it what happens basically is you have Superman he he lands in Russia and He's raised under Russia belief and socialism. And then he grows up and his, his symbol doesn't have the S, but instead has the sickle and hammer that Soviet Union Russia had for so long. And so Russia is doing what they do best and trying to get all the, using as much propaganda as they can to get the whole country unified and making them seem stronger than they are. Of course, in this case, they actually are really strong because they have the strongest man in the world on their side. And obviously, the U.S. of A., our wonderful country here, sees that as a threat. So they're like, hey, this this is not very good. They could very easily send Superman over here and destroy us at any time. Of course, Superman then ends up saving the country, or saving Metropolis anyway, and kind of said, hey, I'm here for the whole world. I'm here to protect everybody. Of course, Lex Luthor is not going to fall for it. And he's like, "No, no. I don't think so." And he's like, "You're you're an alien. You're not only an alien from out of the country, but you're an alien from out of this world. And I am going to stop you and make sure that you're not going to get away with stuff." So they Lex Luthor starts developing all these new ways to try to stop superman Lex Luthor tries to find all these ways to stop superman so he sends a brainiac copy he sends essentially a bizarro yeah basically a bizarro it's their version of superman but of course he mutates into this creature in the movie the that was that was intense (laughs) like that was that was crazy by the way, this movie just for cuz we do try to promote stuff for our kids. This movie is not the best movie for kids. I mean, your older kids would probably be good. It's rated PG-13, but definitely more on the 13 side of that. As best as I
0: noticed, it was just some profanity.
2: Profanity and I mean humor, com- comic book violence. Comic book violence. Yeah. But, I mean, it would not anything... You you do what you want your kids to do. But at the same time, I know I'm probably not going to let my son watch it. Although he did read the comic, I think. Maybe he didn't. I don't remember. But anyway, so fast forward and eventually Wonder Woman gets involved. Superman develops a relationship with her. Nothing romantic, just a friendship. Because she did come from an island of nothing but women, so you do the math john's
0: shaking his head well i'm shaking my head because that's almost not a verbatim (laughs) not a verbatim quote but it is a direct allusion to a conversation that wonder woman and superman have and it's just like man i guess they didn't teach
2: subtlety on themiscara golly yeah so but batman sees that obviously as a weakness right because that's what he does batman calculates everybody's strengths and weaknesses and then uses it against them and he uses wonder woman to get superman into this trap where he can set up red solar lamps that copy the sun of superman's home world so that he can become like a human and be weak and can actually be defeated and beat up of course that doesn't last very long wonder woman gets upset I hate all of y'all. I hate all men. Well, and from
0: her perspective, it's a justified opinion. It is. Because she had befriended Superman under the pretense that he wasn't like everyone else. And then as he became more dictatorial, he became more like everyone else. Yeah. So it it definitely killed that illusion for her and it just she she had a bad time. One thing I thought in the the Batman-Superman-Wonder Woman confrontation, Batman has Wonder Woman somehow lassoed with the lasso of truth. One, it's never really clarified how he does that. It's just kind of accepted to have happened. And two, she breaks out of it and it ages her. Like... A lot. Like 50 or 60 years. I mean, for an average human, I don't know what the year equivalent is for an amazon
2: but well it was it was cool because she had this lasso of truth she broke through it and then in turn it helped her see the truth really is what it did yeah
0: just at what cost
2: yeah because then she comes back and she's got white hair and a white uniform and she's pure and she sees the truth And she advises Superman, please stop what you're doing. I'm out of this. Peace out. (laughs) Leave me out of it. But I think what was most interesting to me, because what ends up happening at the end, is Brainiac had actually been in control the whole time, was trying to manipulate Superman into making bad choices. And Superman doesn't stand for it, says no he and Lex Luthor fight off the Brainiac. And then Superman decides to push the Brainiac machine out into space. Kind of Iron Giants, the well, he, Brainiac machine. He had to. It was self-destructing. And they just said this so casually. They said, oh, yes,
0: the six miniature black holes that powered this ship must self-destruct.
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: And I, I forgot about that. I set the book down for a second, and I said, "I'm sorry. The what?
2: Six miniature black holes? Ah, uh,
0: don't you don't you have one of those powering your furnace in your new house, Jay? Those are just ubiquitous at this point, aren't they?"
2: Yeah, I have a flashlight actually that uses a small black hole. Okay, that's actually really ironic. A black <laughs> hole used to create light. That's a, yeah, that's actually really funny. So he iron giants it and takes it into space and. Is presumed dead. Presumed dead. Obviously, he is not. Which, this, to me, is where the biggest difference between the book and the movie reside. Because, in the movie, Lex Luthor, who is now president, seems like in every universe, he eventually becomes president. It's true. So, Lex Luthor becomes president, and... Lex Luthor has this great speech and is like, I'm awesome. You guys are awesome. The world is becoming a peaceful place. Jimmy Olsen's going to take over and yada, yada, yada. But then there is a Superman lookalike, maybe? Or possibly Superman himself in the crowd and Lois Lane sees him. And then that was it. That was the end. But... Can canonically
0: it is him.
2: Yes, it so, is. So I mean it's a it's a Clark Kent situation
0: where he's dressed like Clark Kent and no one realizes. So I thought that was a nice homage to the to the traditional storyline. But kind of what Jay's alluding to, the biggest difference between the two is that's how the movie ends. You see a Clark Kent type character and then it fades to black. But in the book, they talk about how Earth has become this utopia, and lifespans are like 800 years, and everything's great until the planet becomes stressed out by a red sun, and a distant, distant, distant Luther descendant, Jor-L, realizing what's about to happen, puts his infant son, Cal-L, a rocket shooting into the past. The final panels of the comic book depict the spaceship landing at the beginning of the book in ukraine in 1938 so it has all been cyclical yep it is what is wikipedia calls it a predestination paradox or a causal loop yep the and that's not in the movie at all and that's honestly super disappointing and i get why it's very hard to do that in a way that makes sense but
2: the ending of the
0: book is incredible
2: it is and i love it so much so i was very upset when they didn't do it in the movie because of all the things to change why would you change that because that's such a cool ending yeah well and i was sitting there thinking about
0: it once it once the movie faded to black and obviously the ending wasn't there that's a very hard scene to do without an omniscient narrator which is something that you rarely have in film, but often have in books. Yeah. So from a technical standpoint, the storytelling of it is considerably easier in the book.
2: It is. Of course, you you could have fixed that pretty easily with having, like, they could have had Lex Luthor in the background kind of giving narration every now and then, and then he could have ended with Lex Luthor He's saying these things that happen in the future. Yeah. But... Yeah, it was cool. It's really cool. I I love the book a lot. It's very good. Very well done. The movie was okay for what it was. As an, as an adaptation, I think it was
0: pretty good. Uh-huh. When you go into it with the expectation of some stuff's going to be cut and they're going to have to change some stuff up to kind of balance that out. So... I mean, in in the book-to-movie comparison, the book is far and away superior. But as an adaptation,
2: I think it is probably one of the better ones. Definitely. It was certainly a lot better than Hush. Ah, yes, I agree. So yeah, there we go. That was it. We'll have to do this again sometime soon. It seems like we've got one of these a season, so we might have to do... No, wait. Have we done another one? No, I think that's it. I think it was just Hush, yeah. Batman, Hush, and now... Superman, Red Sun. We might have to do like the Killing Joke or something. That's definitely not for kids. Definitely not. I be- just bought that graphic novel recently. I don't know that I've ever actually
0: read it. I when when the animated movie came out, one of my roommates at the time and I drove up to Nashville to watch it in a movie theater. It was at Opry Mills for a night, and we drove up and watched it there, and that was a really cool experience. Because at the time, Killing Joke was one of his favorite graphic novels. And I don't know if it still is or not. That was a long time ago. So that's my only exposure to that story, is seeing the movie. Hmm. But I would definitely not be opposed to another adaptation analysis.
2: Yeah. Well, we got a lot of things coming out this year. So we've actually got some things to review, which is exciting. Yeah. Fingers crossed we have stuff come out this year. (laughs) We got Rhea... And The Last Dragon or something like that. Raya. I think I butchered that name. Raya and The Last Dragon. I think that's how. I think I. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't even remember. And we got a lot of Disney Plus shows coming out. We actually, Antonio and I, reviewed that at the beginning of the episode. So if yeah. you fast forwarded to the main part, I don't know why you would do that. I, I don't but, know why you would do that. <laughs> but rewind and listen to that if you haven't. He enjoyed doing that. But yeah, that's pretty much it. So I think a general consensus between the two of us is the graphic novel is better, but as far as movie adaptations go, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. The, so, the graphic novel is very good,
2: and the movie is still it's pretty good. Yeah. So read it, watch it, review it for yourself, let us know what you think. John. How can they let us know what they think?
0: Well, Jay, since this was such a natural and not obvious uh, plug for me to do this, you can always find us on our Facebook, facebook.com slash theydidn'taskus. It's our uh, podcast page. You could DM us there. You could comment on some of our other posts if you, if you would rather do it that way. If you're not on Facebook or you don't want to comment through there, you could shoot us an email, they didn't ask us at gmail.com. No spaces, no punctuation. The show is on Instagram. And by the show, I mean Jay as the show is on Instagram. <laughs> which I, I am terrible at updating. And it is just... Are, is it still technically at and then they didn't ask us? Or is it just like the, the handle
2: they didn't yeah, ask It's us? just the handle they didn't ask us. Okay. If you want to tag us in your stuff, which you can totally do that. Yeah, definitely at they didn't ask us if you want to tag us in things. We would love that. That would definitely get our name out there. But we've Guys, I just want to say real quick, we've gotten a lot of listeners here recently. I'm very impressed with our group of people that are listening to the podcast. We have grown significantly. So that is exciting, very exciting. So keep up the good work spreading the word cuz to me that's how you do it word of mouth. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at the nerd is underscore in. You can follow John on Twitch and Twitter, Jmuller8332. Nailed it. Got it. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Keeping the brand consistent always. And we will be back with you in 2 weeks, but until then, nerd out.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of they didn't ask us if you have any questions comments or concerns we would love to hear from you you can reach the show by email at they didn't ask us at gmail.com
2: whether you just discovered our podcast or have been a long time listener if you enjoy what we are doing please take a moment after the show give us a review and also give us a rating
1: Tune in next time to hear more random nerdy thoughts and opinions from your new favorite podcast.